And let's see here. Everything looks like it's connecting. And oh, it looks like we are live, fellas. Hey there, everyone, and what's going on? Welcome to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is episode number 177 of the show. I'm your host, Invader, and thank you all for joining us this evening. It's great to be back after taking the Easter weekend off. We're all refreshed and itching to get back into things. And tonight, well, we've got a real treat for you all. Joining us tonight is the solo game developer for the Viking action title, Song of Iron. Everybody, please welcome Joe Winter. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, um, I tell you, we cannot wait to learn more about, um, you know, your upcoming game and just to learn um, even just more about your background in, in, in the industry, Joe, because you do have um, a pretty uh, interesting lineage of, uh, well, a couple of studios there anyways. Um, but first, let me introduce everyone on the TXR panel tonight, and I'll start with... Mr. Maricopa, hey, Centurion, how you been doing, man? Oh, man, it is great. It is Sunday night. It is time for that TXR podcast. Yes, it is very hot already here in Arizona. I wish cool weather was not going away. We're getting ready to go into the summer months here where uh, it's almost like 120 on an average basis. So uh, I'm enjoying the cool weather while it lasts. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, your spring is my summer, so... Uh, <laughs> How bad are your summers, though? Oh, no, it's. I'm just exaggerating. Don't worry. Like, um, I can't think of Fahrenheit, but, like, in Celsius... Canada, it can't be bad. <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm more south than uh, some American states. It's so. north of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Um, hey, Tim, how's your weekend been, man? been good a little bit too fast but you know that's what it is and uh happy to have uh you know um brian winters here song of the iron uh this is really cool and uh let's get to it yeah you said it tim and to round off the panel tonight we got eric shockley hey what's even exciting brother uh, i finally got my uh, xbox back uh from being worked on so that was nice um, they only took them two days to ship it to me. That was pretty quick. So I came from like Texas to Indy. So I was surprised it came back that quick. Um, but yeah, glad to have that back because now I can no longer, or I can stop, you know, playing Power Rangers on Xbox One X. Because man, when you go from that to Series X, it feels like a completely different game. <laughs> Especially, it's a noticeable jump, obviously, going from 30 to 60. And the game just looks like way more polished. Uh, so that was just like, wow, this. This looks way better. It loads in way quicker with that SSD. So just like I forgot how bad or how slow things were back on the old hardware. So that was kind of a rough week just waiting to get that back. Um, but yeah, just been jumping back into Outriders and uh, downloading some trying to jump into Evil Within. I missed that back in the day when it I bought it and I never played it. And then so now it's back on Game Pass. So I'm ready to maybe start that next week. All right. Yeah, actually, funny enough, I bought that when it was on sale uh, 
back in December, so uh, it was really cheap. So, I mean, it's good that it's in Game Pass, but uh, I got all the DLC for it. It's in my backlog. But, uh, hey guys, before we be we uh, begin here, just a little bit of a shameless plug. Uh, if you're looking for, um, you can well, actually, you can find us on a variety of different audio platforms, such as iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and a whole slew of others. Just uh, give us a look, and uh, hey, if you want your TXR fix on the show, just uh, search the magic uh, three letters, TXR. All right, fellas, uh, let's dive right in here, and uh, Joe, you know... Uh, like I was saying before, we would love to know your history in the games industry because, again, you're a very interesting fella. You got this new uh, game coming out, and you are from, uh, again, you did spend a few times at some very credited studios. Uh, so hey, could you tell us, like, what studios you've been a part of, what games you've worked on, you know, the whole the whole shebang? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I've been doing animation and games for just about 15 years now, I think. Um, so it feels like I just started, but that's been it's been quite a while. I started uh, my first job was at a place called Play Mechanics, where they worked on uh, they made Big Buck Hunter, the like bar arcade uh, game. If anybody's familiar with that, where you actually like you know quarters for the shotgun and you're just shooting deer for a whole bunch of it. So I worked on like the HD version of that. That's where I cut my teeth in the industry, if you will. And um, and then from there, I went to Cryptic Studios, which is an MMO house. I worked on uh, Champions Online, uh, Neverwinter Online, which is sort of the bigger one I worked on while I was there. I think I was there for seven years or so. Um, that was a really cool studio. It was a great studio, like really kind of honed skills out and stuff because it's a lot of moving really fast to produce tons of content for uh for mmos because players just eat through that stuff um and then from from cryptic i went to 343 uh started as a just a contractor and then i went full-time pretty quick after that uh worked on halo 5 my my main thing i did on halo 5 was a lot of the warden animation um and a ton of the assassinations i think i did almost maybe a third of them or something um for the mp stuff those are really fun. Uh, those are those are like the the gem of the animator department to get to work on the assassination. So I was really happy to do a lot of that. And then uh, the last four years or so was Halo Infinite, which I obviously can't talk too much about since that's not out yet. But <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun working on that. And um, I, you know, I will always think of that team, the animation team, as sort of like the best group of guys I've worked with. Uh, but then just this December, I left 343 to go full-time on Song uh, Song of Iron. I'd been working on it for like a year and a half up before that, but um, it had picked up enough steam and there was enough going on that I really wanted to give it the, the, whole, the whole shot, you know? And uh, so three months into solo indie development now, and it's been a, it's been a blast. Hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> like that's that's um, pretty crazy there. Um, I actually li just like to lead into that. Has um, see, since Song of Iron, it's a Viking theme game, and has the mm -hmm. vi has the vision of the game always been the same from uh, since you first like prototyped this, started out, envisioned it. Like, was it originally a Viking theme, or has it you know has it changed a lot? Yeah, it actually uh, it's been pretty much the same from the very beginning. Uh, I I used to play or I 
play a lot of D&D with some friends and uh, was running a, my buddy was running a campaign and the story that we kind of came up with with my character and then he kind of took it as part of the campaign became the story of Song of Iron and that was really, really early on. And so it's just been a, uh, it's it's been great because it's been a really clear vision and so everything's been pushing in that one direction pretty much from the start. Now, uh, you uh, you say that this is a solo. Is this is are you the only person working on the game, or um, how many people are working on the game? If if not just you, so I, it started solo, and for the most part, it is still solo. I do have uh, audio help. I have a composer writing original an original soundtrack for me, and uh, a group of sound design guys that are going to help me with the sound audio is by far my weakest thing mm-hmm. i can't even i can't fake it even uh which i'm doing with some stuff that i'm okay at here <laughs> but uh i i knew that it had to that had to be someone else um, but other than that I, um, i'm doing the coding the art and all that kind of stuff yeah that's pretty impressive i mean to take something on like this did you ever think it was too daunting or was there ever a point where you considered that maybe you got you were a bit over your head or um are you kind of just now in that position where you you could see light at the end of the tunnel because like i said doing it alone and with a little bit of help uh is it's i mean it's been done by a few developers falconeer i believe did it um cuphead i think there was the two brothers uh but then they, they they branched out but like was there ever a time where you kind of uh, we're like, wow, this is maybe a little bit too much, or is it kind of what you expected? It's uh, it, it's a little bit of both. I think you know, I definitely, with the experience leading up to it, kind of have been much better at understanding kind of what a scope or how to manage a scope and stuff. And so I've always been pretty clean on that. I actually just before Song of Iron started, I had been trying to make a more like the shooter open world thing. And that one, I really realized pretty early, like I've got no chance. It's like way too big. Uh, and so when I kind of restarted and was working on Song of Iron, I set a bunch of pretty hard limits on myself that would help me keep it under control. And uh, I've been able to hang on to those rules and uh, it really helped me manage it. Uh, there's definitely, you know, I have my Every couple of weeks, I'll have like a night where I'm, I just like stare at the ceiling, wondering what the heck I'm doing and like how I'm going to finish it and all this stuff. But for the most part, I, I feel pretty good. The, the scariest stuff is the unknowns, like, you know, getting it running on all the systems and dealing with like the legal side of, of game development where, you know, I've got to copyright stuff and get trademarks and this like contracts and all this. That stuff's the that stuff's scary. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting you say that. Like, for example, um, like I'll just chime in here for a bit. What uh, is this game? Is it like a a silent type of game? I know there's a, a bit of a soundtrack, but is there any like spoken voices or anything like that? Uh, I, there's going to be some sort of fake vo- uh, voiceover, but for the most part, um, you're gonna kind of like like a Zelda or something, you'll get like the chirp and then just text. Um, there's very little, I think my script is less than a thousand words total from start to finish. So it's just a few things to nudge you along. But other than that, it's like grunts and that stuff and music and sound effects. Uh, I'm trying to do as much storytelling with the environment as possible. And uh, yeah. Oh, 
Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Like since you speak of the environment, um, because I have a bit of gameplay uh, playing as we as we're uh, talking, mm -hmm. and yeah, the environment definitely uh, really captures me from dark caves to these forested areas, and I know there's uh, some like uh, snowy areas and so on, and then I see mm -hmm. some temple ruins and such. Um, is a lot of the story just going to be interpreted through the environment? Would you say? I think a lot of it will be yes. I, I definitely um, early on, I really kind of point your point you in a direction and send you off, and that you should get a pretty good kind of core grasp of what's going on, and then you'll discover things and you'll notice stuff in the environment along the way. And there's a few little, like I said, there is a little bit of a script, so I kind of I'll kind of recenter you every once in a while with just a little bit of info. Um, but you know, I the best game to compare it to that I always look to for, for like, how are they doing it is, is inside. I, you know, they had no dialogue at all, but they yeah. did such an amazing job of creating a world that felt mm -hmm. real. And, you know, you, it just, it just kept pulling you along. And I, you know, if people play this and then still kind of think of me in, in a similar kind of boat as them, it'll be a, an absolute honor. Cause I, I think they're, they have a master craft in, in inside and, uh, you know, I hope to just gleam a little bit of what they did in Song of Iron. Yeah, well, I mean, also, I, have you ever played uh, Little Nightmares too, uh, or Little I, Nightmares uh, that series? Yeah, I played. Uh, I played the demo for the Game Award Show Festival, and mm -hmm. I need to pick it up now. I, I I love it. I mean, I think that was yeah, that was like right in the same kind of line of stuff, right? Yeah, it's it's it, the one thing about it. I just finished it. Uh, the, you know, as you see the developed the, the indies, they're they're just growing and growing. And I have to say, the story on that game, um, I can't go into uh, the spoilers of it, um, but it's so deep and inter interwoven with both <laughs> games that uh, you know it's it's impressive how uh, you know from such small people from such a small amount of people. Uh, that they could make such a, a you know a, a deep game and and it just goes to the same as you like you're just one guy making and if you look at your game I, 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 anybody listening take a look at his game it, it's 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 good looking it's it looks good it looks fun and it's pretty it just blows my mind that just one person is just this whole vision and and it's actually putting it together I have to say it's very commendable yeah I appreciate that it's I, I hope I hope I can live up to it uh, when it comes out, and everybody <laughs> hopefully will enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Yeah, and uh, I did have a quick question of uh, yeah it, on this game. And this was one of the ones well, I think all of them were, but uh, that was announced to go into Game Pass uh, day one. No, actually, um, no. this oh. right now I'm not set for Game Pass. Um, unfortunately, I would love to. Um, so everybody can tweet at Game Pass and let them know. But no, <laughs> we will. We will. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, I think that would be awesome. I think Game Pass is an amazing thing. But yeah, right now, no. Um, it'll just be sort of a as traditional of a launch as as uh, there is. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, I did have a question. Is this one uh, procedural or no? It's um, yeah. it's all pre pre built. Um, pretty. Okay. I mean. It, you know, in that same kind of inside and limbo kind of thing, it's it's a pretty oh. linear. I really have a story I'm trying to tell, um, oh. and and all that stuff. And it's a it's a short game too. Um, 
you know, I, I'm hoping, well, A, for scope, because I'm one person, I, I'd rather do a couple hours and have them be good than do a bunch, you know, a much longer game that's okay, um, and kind of stretch myself. So it's, and then hopefully it just makes it right through people's backlogs and out the other side, because uh, it'll be like, you know, you could play it a night or two. And I know people have so much to do, and, and hopefully there's a, you know, there's an appetite for that. Uh yeah, it's it's definitely nice. Like I I love games like Ori, but then I'll like sometimes I I need I finished the first one in like a couple sittings, uh, but the second one I think was much longer, and I got to a point where I just hadn't gone back to it. So yeah, it's nice to have like some of these indies that are kind of like short. Yeah, Sweet. yeah. I oh, so I look short. to like Inside Again and then Journey. I think they're all kind mm-hmm. of in that like two hour ish kind of two three hours. Yeah, long long movie kind of kind of thing turn of the king kind of length and um right that's that's what i'm after too yeah so um you talk about how you've worked for big companies like uh 343 um you've obviously been in the corporate world of game development what would what made you want to leave the corporate world of game development to single-handedly want to make a game on your own and then obviously, was this just like an idea that you've always had written down on a napkin somewhere that you just knew you had to do? Or is this something that just kind of over time just kind of flourished from what you were doing in the game industry? It's uh, it's definitely a little bit of both, honestly. Uh, you know, I think um, if you polled everyone in the industry, if they want to start like make their own game some point, I think, you, you know, you'd have a 70 percent yes kind of rating. Um so always thinking about it. Um, I always like to be really involved with the design side of things at the studios I'm at. Even though I'm an animator, I like to understand it and I'll ask a lot of questions, have a lot of opinions. And so this was also sort of a chance for me to see if the things I thought were true or that I'd learned along the way had any validity. And so it's been a fun sort of like test of my own skill and and that sort of stuff just to work on it. And honestly, it started, I mean, it truly started with me just having fun. You know, I've, pl- I've played games forever. I've Some of that kind of uh, sparkle is gone because I know what happens behind the curtain. And so <laughs> my, in, in a way, you know, my video game is now kind of like video game engines and like messing around and learning them and stuff. And uh, I really can like, cool off on it at the end of the day by like messing around in unreal which seems sort of silly because it's like work but um mm. i really enjoy it and uh the, the, that little moment of having fun that night kind of turned into making game and then uh it just kind of kept blowing up from there now you say you were uh basically from what you've learned and what you've seen in other games what what would you feel would you say is a good source of inspiration for you uh, every developer uh um, uh, Invader, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, when we in, uh, interviewed Thomas Muller, he actually said, like, when he wanted to do Ori, he wanted to bring back a Met, uh, Metroidvania type. Or am I getting that? In, what's no, the Shockley right. plays it right? It's a, basically a, a certain style of game that felt he felt was very important to him that he wanted mm-hmm. to keep alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know, I my inspirations. Some of them are pretty like literal to the game I'm making. Some of them are maybe like off a little bit. Like I, I think of Journey a lot. I think of Shadow of the Colossus a lot when I'm working on this. There aren't mm-hmm. Colossus that you're fighting, but I think, you know, they were able to do something in that game that was 
it was beautiful. It told a story with like inside with very little dialogue, uh, but the world just invites you in. Um, but also I look back at stuff like uh, Mega Man X. I talk a lot about being a big inspiration mm-hmm. for the game. And it's, you know, Mega Man X was fairly linear. The way they did their items, you'd, you know, you'd found the helmet and then that was your helmet for the rest of the game. And there's just some simple stuff that they did really well that I kind of think about a lot when I'm working on it. And then, of course, there's stuff outside of games like Lord of the Rings or just Vikings in general, kind of cool stuff. That's always I'll see an, I'll see some piece of concept art and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could do something cool like that and like make it a game play moment. And then uh, so it really comes from all over the place. But um, Ghouls and Ghosts, I think it's called. It's like from Super Nintendo, yes, like way I back. Like, game, yeah. you know, like I think of that sometimes, even though I can <laughs> When I played it, I Those probably games are great, to, like, two levels. Yeah, and I, you know, a lot of people see that. I think in this, I'll get a lot of comments like, "This feels like where those games were all headed," but we took a different, we kind of took a different path in the industry. And you know, if people right. feel like they're playing where they those games should have been when they play mine, I'll be ecstatic, really ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's a nice compliment too, right? So. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. So I'm kind of curious because I've seen, um, obviously, the decision to go with uh, Xbox and there's, uh, I guess I would say that there is exclusivity there on the Xbox platforms Mm -hmm. and uh, Steam. What made you uh, go with Xbox? Um, So it initially was just going to be a Steam release, you know, when it started getting more serious and I... You know, other than just feeling like it'd be really sweet to be on a console at some point. Um, I had a Reddit post do really well, uh, like last February. And um, Xbox contacted me and they were the only ones of, you know, of the major three in in that way. And the Mm -hmm. relationship with them has been amazing. And uh, it for me was basically a no brainer. It it financially let me not need a publisher. and then I think, you know, just being on Xbox alone is going to be a awesome because it's going to, you know, give me a lot more access to people. But I've been an Xbox person from the beginning. And um, so it's really exciting for me for that kind of aspect. Um, but their support of indies seems like from the second I started working with them has just been amazing. And like, you know, the show people received differently that they just put out. But, you know, they've got so many games and they're pushing so hard to get new developers into the, the ecosystem and stuff. And it's just, it's just awesome. I mean, they really just want the game to do well. Uh, you know, they've never asked me to do something with the game or anything like that. And I can still release on steam, you know, they're not fully taking control of it and like, like that. And so it's like the, it's the best. I can't imagine a, a better kind of relationship. All right. All right. So you've had a lot of talk or with, uh, yeah, ID at Xbox, Chris Charla and all them, I assume, or. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, some of the people there. Yeah. That, that I've worked with a bunch, Jessica and some of them. Now, as, as far as, um, like the production of the cost of it, um, what would be, um, in detailed for someone like yourself to do this? Do you have to buy software um, do you, obviously you have to have a certain type of computer, like how does to, to, how does it scope out that way? Um, is it, is it possible for, obviously you've had experience and, and you, you under, you know, you were part of the business, but like for somebody who, 
um, you know, is in a similar position for you that wants to branch out and possibly make its own game, what could you tell them what's in detail? And, uh, you know, I mean, there were stories, uh, you know, Cuphead was probably a little bit different, but I don't know if you guys remember there was a story that they took out an actual uh, a mortgage, a second mortgage to fund the game. Um but like, as far as the financial stuff, is it is it very expensive, or is it something that can be done uh, dependent on scope? Yeah, I I mean, it, you can um, like many hobbies, probably you can spend as much money as you want uh, making a game, and that can go up very high or or stay pretty low. You know, I think I don't know Cuphead's story, but like, um, you know, I'm now spending more money now that I've left my job, so I'm sort of like eating into savings kind of stuff. But uh, Unreal, which is the engine I'm using, is free. I think I have to make a million dollars before I need to start paying them. And then it's like 5% from there. So that's that's amazing. I mean, that Unreal's so powerful, so easy to use. Um, I there's, there's a free version of almost any piece of software that you need. So you can work on uh, a pretty major budget. And this, those softwares are really good. I'm used to some that I have to pay for. Because I've been doing it with them for you know forever, basically, as far as I'm concerned, and so I pay for Maya, um, and I pay for a few others like Photoshop and stuff. But uh, they feel really expensive. You know, Maya's like fifteen hundred dollars a year or something. But right, real realistically, you know, I'm I put tons and tons of hours into using it, and so it's sort of software wise, it's like the most expensive. Um, and then you yeah. know, because because the game is doing well and I decided to go with like uh, a composer and stuff that does cost mm-hmm. some money. Obviously, that's like that kind of that area of stuff is where I'm spending the most money uh, on right. the game. Uh, and then that and then all of that, of course, doesn't count like me charging, like paying myself yet. Yes. <laughs> so if right. I like to charge Your own my labor. rate, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. my rate would be the highest of all of them probably right. based on my, <laughs> you know, working at Microsoft. <laughs> but uh, but for now, yeah, I'm working for free for myself. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I noticed, I've looked at the gameplay and everything. It's it's 4K 60, which is really cool, or at least sort of saying. Um, I, I don't. I, I can't see why it's, uh, Nintendo wouldn't want your game. I mean, this is like a perfect game for for that platform. Um, so if anybody's listening to there, I mean, I'm mean, sure that that'd be uh, something that you'd work on too, right? Yeah, I mean that's one of that's you know right after Xbox, Nintendo's right there on my like favorite places to live kind of areas, mm-hmm. uh, and it'd be cool. It'd be cool to be on the Switch just for that you know alone like growing up with it. Um, uh, I think Switch would probably have a hard time running some of the stuff that I'm yeah. doing here, like that grass and everything. But uh, that's probably just needing to like work with that, and I haven't even right. touched the dev kits or anything. But yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be. Cool. But for Very now, cool. it's, uh, yeah, it's Xbox land. <laughs> <laughs> and you received, did you receive a dev kit from them or did you use your own or, or how, how did that work? Well, you did it on PC, right? Yeah. I mean, I, the, I mean, generally you, it's being made on PC and then, uh, mm-hmm. I did it. I had a demo in December and that was on Xbox also. So I used the dev kit that they sent me for that and got that all sorted out. And how was your experience with that? Would you say that, uh, it's coming along? Uh, you know, or or was was it good? Was the tools good and stuff like that? The 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 functionality of it all. Yeah, I think uh, I mean it all was really clean for me. I mean, honestly, I give most of the credit to Unreal for making a system that 
just already is set up to kind of be on all of them. And right. uh, that makes it really easy. And then because I'm not doing any multiplayer or any online elements, that also uh, really kind of lightens the, the load for me mm -hmm. uh, as far as all that kind of crazy stuff can can get pretty wild. But uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's been, you know, having not done one before, maybe maybe it's way better somewhere else, but it's hard to uh, it's hard to imagine uh, kind of the whole thing being any different, better. Very cool. Mm hmm. Right. And right now, are you uh, yeah. so releasing on Steam both the series con Xbox consoles? Uh, it's also Xbox One, or yeah, it'll be yeah Steam, Xbox One, uh, and then Xbox Series. Um, yeah, it will not run 4K at 60 on Xbox One, but you know I'll do my best. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 X, the Series X, should be able to do 4K 60, and then it'll sort of slowly step down from there. As we go back in any, time, uh, any one twenty on uh, Series X. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think it's got the potential to. I'll see when I'm doing all of the the final kind of tweaks to to get it to run well on the lower ones. That's gonna make it better on the higher stuff, and so um, it'd be awesome. I think. I mean, sixty is more than enough for the game to feel great. There's not a there's not a lot of good you'd get out of one twenty, but if it can do it, I'll let it. Um, that's basically what my PC runs it at, like 120, 140 most of the time. So, uh, and that feels great. So, yeah, if it works. <laughs> and has it been like difficult trying to like go through so many different platforms? Like, I know there's been talk with like Series X, Series S of like, hey, it's going to make it just a lot more. But I think with so many of the engines, especially with like Unreal, I mean, it should make it pretty simple. Yeah. I'm treating yeah. them. It, I'm I'm basically treating it like a PC and like a, a yeah. bunch of PCs. So I just sort of have a a switchboard of what quality doesn't need to be at, and then it just sets all the settings. Um, it'll detect which kit you've got, and it'll just set all the settings for you um, to be as optimal as possible. So from that perspective, it's it's crazy easy. Yeah. Which yeah. Is exciting. And it's a releasing. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Oh, does it have an exact? I saw it was releasing this spring. Does it have like an an exact release date yet? Or? Oh, gotcha. No, it, it's probably slipped more towards summer. Um, okay. I've been trying not to say exact days for that exact reason. I'm I'm actually getting more and more confident in the sort of day that I have kind of set aside. Um, but I the last thing I want to do is say it and then have to push it back like two weeks because I got a cold and couldn't work for a couple of days, which, you know, puts development at 0% for a few days. And so I just want to get as close as possible before I, uh, I put it out. That seems like but a perfect, it, not too much. It seems like this spring is going to be super busy with, uh, I think Resident Evil and a few other big hitters are coming out. So summer is perfect time for this game. Probably. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, to play. People get, it'll, everything will dry up and everybody will be waiting for, fall and i'll hopefully sweep right yep. into some dead zone and <laughs> that's where Ori's found a, like a lot of people and like a lot of my friends that i got like hey you need to try this game there was nothing to play we were still waiting for i think taken king for destiny to, expansion to come out and there was just i think it was a perfect time for it and people found that game so i think this will kind of fit right in that mode uh, yeah that's good to hear i like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um absolutely um centurion what uh, what else would you like to ask uh joe 
Oh, I was wondering. Well, I was listening to like how basically, you know, how hard he works to uh, get this game out. I'm more. Uh, let's ask the question. What was uh, what would you say was probably the biggest uh, trial or tribulation you had in creating this game? You know, what did you fight tooth and nail to make sure it made it into the game or something that sadly ultimately maybe had to be sacrificed just to, to get the game to where it is today? Yeah, it's always a tough one. I, you know, I think the, the biggest system that took me like the longest to figure out was the, and it's not even that interesting really is the climbing, um, which you don't do a ton of, but you do some of, but it's so complicated and, and you can get into it and out of climbing in so many different situations that it just, it's, de- it's, by, it's like by, by line of code, it's probably four or five times bigger than any other system in the game. Um, wow. It's, yeah, I mean, and I'm probably doing something terribly wrong because I'm not an engineer. And so it's sort of like a lot of trial by, you know, by fire, if you will. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, you know, I love that. I love learning that kind of stuff. And, you know, like, how do you do this weird thing? And, like, the character technically is swimming uh, so that they can float, they can move up and down. It's like all this bizarre stuff, Crazy. but it works really, yeah, it works really well. And, and uh, after the demo, I got a ton of feedback about climbing, and so I went back and did a ton of work on it. Um, and so I'm I'm really happy where it's at now. And that's it's one of it's always going to be this weird little system that you kind of you need to have. You don't necessarily want to put a bunch of time in, but it's complicated, and so it ends up being this big uh, struggle. Luckily, you know, with combat, where you maybe think that'd be the the bigger thing, it's been pretty simple. Uh, I think because um, my animation background just sort of I, I understand that as a concept better, and I can I can lean on my animation skill pretty heavily with combat by just you know animating really clean attacks and clean reactions and stuff. And I feel yeah. I feel really confident in that space. So it. it Probably otherwise it would have been the more challenging, but it just felt pretty natural to go through. Um, and then really, I mean, outside of the development, the, the beast is all the other stuff. I mean, that's the the stuff that I don't know anything about, right? Getting contracts and all that, like I was kind of saying before, like that's the that's the true fear. Uh, You're a lawyer, right? Or something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Like, I got. I had to hire a lawyer. I got a tax guy now. I got you know. I got all this stuff, and I'm like, please don't let oh. me do something. Don't let me do something stupid. Save me uh, for myself. <laughs> what would you what would you say that your ultimate goal? What is your end vision um as far as your career? What would you really like let's say if you could write the script and uh you know the trajectory of where you are now to where you're gonna end up. What 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 is where do you ultimately wanna go? Yeah, I think um you know, I, I really like being small, but I think it'd be nice to have maybe one or two people with me. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I, I can only like tell my wife and a few of my close friends so much about like what I did today and how much it was cool or not cool and without them kind of glazing over. And so, uh, you know, if this game goes well, I would love to to make this one man studio like a two or three man studio right? Per- person studio. And um, this is the first of hopefully three uh games so they can very definitely cool meant, definitely meant to be uh, a trilogy. More, more like a trilogy yeah, yeah. um and so well, i want to yeah i want to keep i want to keep going i think the i i really like the world i think there's a lot of cool stuff to go and i think when people play through it i hope that they do want more also mm-hmm. uh, and uh yeah i mean that's you know two more games that's another four ish years or so and and that should kind of really set me on my way if that all works out and it'd be really great 
Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. It's it looks really uh, cool with the the way you kind of actually because you, when you play like inside or you play uh, like Limbo, some of those games, it'll kind of just be like it's a two D plane and it's just kind of way out from the screen. But I'm kind of watching some of the woodsy areas, and you kind of have like that grass. Kind of gives you like that 3D element where it's like leading all the way up to like the lens. Mm -hmm. um, so th that looks really cool. Kind of brings you a little bit more into the game. The game definitely like looks good. Yeah, thanks. Oh yeah, I mean it's impressive to be honest, considering it's one person too, and you can see a lot of potential with this game. Like I could see, um, I, I know that you can't really give away spoilers and we don't want that, but I could see like big boss vices and stuff maybe being built into Vinizen and this into further iterations. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, listeners who are listening right now, song of the R, take a, definitely take a look at this game. Um, there's about four videos on it. Uh, 4k 60 on YouTube right now, two weeks ago. Um, now I have a question that you talked about the show, we, you know, a lot of the people, were you happy with the way that show was ran? A lot of people were upset that it was so spaced out and they felt like, um, they lost a lot of people because it was so long. Um, but my take was that, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, it was, you know, they, they try to get the developers uh, to tell their story, and obviously that's not that's going to take its time. But overall, were you happy the way it showed uh, two weeks ago? Were you uh, okay with the way the show ran, or were you, or, or you kind of um, not happy uh, the way it was? Uh, you know, four hours. As I heard a lot of criticism towards that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I you know I was sort of set in the be happy all day kind of mode, no matter what. Cause I was, mm -hmm. you know, I had this trailer, this new trailer that I was really excited about. So it's hard to uh, be too upset with that. And I'm also honored of course, to, for them to ask me to be in the show. So right. it's hard to, it's hard to say anything bad about it. I, you know, I, I generally agree with kind of the gist of what everybody has said about it. Uh, you know, putting those interviews somewhere where you can find, if you want them, probably mm -hmm. the better, cleaner way to do it. Uh, right. And that kind of stuff or, you know, two or three questions and move on. If you want to hear the rest, go, you know, go here, here, here. Because, um, you, you know, even me, who I was trying to watch, I'm drifting a little bit. I'm yeah. obviously a little worried. I'm like worried and waiting for, <laughs> for my thing to pop up. So I Agreed, can yeah. post all my tweets and stuff. So there's like a, a whole different bit of stress there. But, I, you know, I think um, being their first one, I'm going to I'll give them all the passes in the world, like assuming that they listen to the feedback and they like, right. you know, next year, whenever they do the next show, they kind of like find some happy middle ground. Then that's the most important thing to me is if people listen to criticism. And so I'll, I'll be more than happy with what they've done. If they, Right. They address mm -hmm. it, you know, because they they had some good content, and from what yeah. I heard, I mean, it was a Twitch, it was a Twitch production, um, yeah, yeah. and I heard that I heard that through the the great friends that possibly they wanted it to be uh, definitely a little shorter because uh, of the length. Um, but um, was there anything that also this is uh, one of my questions too uh, that caught your eye as far as indie and and just indie the, the indie develop the indie scene as we know it right now um how do you feel it's doing and and are you impressed with where it's going like considering uh you know where you know from the arcade you know around the yeah. 2008s to those times to now because it really seems like the the indie scene is 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 really about to take a step up 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the tools are starting to finally get to a place where everybody can make a game. And so, you know, you didn't, you don't need an engineer anymore. And, um, and that's going to help artists make games. And then, and so you're going to get much more artful games. Um, not to say that engineer indies weren't doing that or something, but, you know, like 12 minutes, I think is this great example of somebody just saying like, I'm going to, I'm going to bring an experience to you. It's not mm. traditional. Like, as far as I can tell, it's very untraditional as far as like what you would imagine in a, in a game in general. And so that's, that alone is super exciting. Um, I think, you know, there's a few other ones like, uh, EXO, I always forget the second half of the name where the, like the flying, the spaceship, that's all about like Exo getting Mecha. momentum. Uh, EXO Mecha is the, is the crazy, oh. like fighting dinosaur. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's been, it's in ID at Xbox too. And, uh, uh, I, that just looks so like Zen, just like sit down and fly this little ball around mm -hmm. some weird planets. I mean, it just looks so cool. But it's so kind of non-standard in a way, and I, mm -hmm. I think, um, I think the more of that stuff we see, we're going to see that then that stuff's going to start influencing the main, the big games, and then we're going to see more and more cool stuff coming from AAA because of indie, and it's always been like that. Uh, and I just hope it keeps, it just keeps happening. So yeah, yeah I'm really excited about it. Mm -hmm. Twelve minutes, you mentioned uh, that yeah. is definitely something I have my eye on. It looks really good. Yeah, uh, indie gamers got it. XO one. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, twelve minutes looks great. Awesome. And like that voice cast, like how the heck did that like <laughs> work out? That's amazing. Yeah. There's, like so many like A less stars in that now. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love to know the uh, how the conversations went for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um I just gotta do a little catch up here in the chat. Again, thanks guys for uh, stopping by here. Lots of activity. We got a lot of questions about uh release date here. <laughs> I got a lot of people are curious about Song of Iron, Joe. Um, <laughs> Psychonauts with the $2 super chat. I can't wait to play Song of Iron, Joe. Lots of excitement, in fact. Other Zeng key states, I'll buy it day one just because he's on the show. I'll give it a try. Lots of love. Ooh, dang. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate it. Make it's, a, uh, yeah. Making an impression. Uh, actually, uh, 108 Dragons here had an interesting question. Uh, what do you think about the Xbox XSX tools? I don't know if that Oh, is. sure. I mean, there, there's sort of been a lot of, like, kind of talk about them being, like, not updated or whatever, right, or being a little behind. Honestly, like, from from my perspective, and again, it's, it's not going to be the most exciting answer, but Unreal does so much of the stuff for me, and I'm not super technical. I'm very heavy art side, so... I'm not trying to do anything crazy, so it's been an extremely smooth experience for me. Um, and I don't—I just think it works great, uh, as far as I can tell. But it, that's sort of colored in the I have no multiplayer. My most complicated thing is getting a, a save file onto the cloud. And again, it's like basically done for me. And so uh, I, I don't have too much great insight there, unfortunately, other than it works great for me. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> There's no Battle Royale in this? <laughs> my first game that one that i decided i knew i should stop it definitely did <laughs> uh, good to know good to know yeah, um actually i stopped myself don't worry I, yeah just to follow up to um obviously you're still trying to work out a date here but you seem to have something in the summer kind of uh pinpointed have you finalized a price at all 
nothing totally official. And I'll be curious what you guys think, actually. This is the endless battle for the indie. It's like the impossible game. Um, but I'm I'm kind of putting myself in the $20 range. I'm thinking that that's the place to be. It, You know, I want to price it correctly, but I also can't give it away. And, you know, right. not that $20 is giving it away, or, you know, if you go lower, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I think, I think, you know, while it's short, I hope that the time is really high quality is where I'm kind of going. And then I imagine if I get my three games out and they're all around that, that cost, then I've got an eight hour plus campaign that's $60 and we're in the, the kind of full spectrum at that point. But Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how is the achievements? Do you have achievements built into it? Yeah, there's going to be achievements. Uh, I'm I just added a real fun one yesterday that I was excited about. It kind of like came naturally, <laughs> um, so I, I think people will enjoy it a lot. Um, but I, you know, I want it to be as full fledged as possible. And there's there'll be you know the classic you know you got this far achievement or you got this many headshots with the bow achievement kind of stuff. And then uh, I'm hiding some stuff along the way too that I think will be fun to find. Um, Stuff that is like referencing movies or, or you know a bunch of stuff like that. That should. Be cool. Is there an arrow to the knee achievement? Not yet, but I think there should be with how many other arrows. Yeah. All right. Now is it uh, kind of like where you pick, like if you're male or female, or are these two different like separate characters? Uh, uh, it's just a story? sort of a it's a choice for for yourself just to play more like who you kind of envision. Um, mm-hmm. okay. It's pretty much, yeah, if you want to be a male or a female, it's up to you. They're both total badass warriors. Nothing is different literally between, except for the model of the character um, and the voice. Um, and yeah, so. Cool. It's just trying to follow the Microsoft, uh, a little bit of ex- you know, inclusivity. As much mm-hmm. as I can on on my shoestring budget, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it definitely looks. I would definitely say you could easily twenty dollars easy if it, yeah. If not more. Like just looking at the animation, and I'm looking at uh, kind of like how the grass I was pointing out earlier, um, and like the the uh, the say the uh, kind of like the tundra uh, part. Yeah, kind of yeah, reminds me of like Pixar or like Ice Age, just with the like animation. Uh, quality and just how take that (laughs) but the climbing looked really good like you're actually like i saw you could like jump midair catch the wall and then um and then go back down like there's a lot of different animation it wasn't just like 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 one simple animation that you put in there to like okay now you're clinging to the wall you could actually do a lot of other stuff so and the combat was really deep like i see where he's going from you know two guys uh, charging or two or three guys charging him, you know, hitting the guys with the arrow until they get too close to encounter. And then there's quite a variety of combat. I noticed. So looks pretty yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate it. And yeah, the, to, to your point about the grass and stuff. So I, the, all the environments are built as if it was a full 3d game. It just happens to be on the 2d plane, which is what lets me, put enemies in the foreground and the background and then you'll see them in a couple of them they got like torches and they're like looking out but they're they're like closer to the camera if they see you they'll run to you and stuff and um it really uh, i think you kind of said it but i'm trying i really want to like kind of invite you in and make you just sort of forget and like really just uh be immersed in it And, and that's like right here i think it's showing right now but 
with the troll by his fire. But uh, yeah, yeah this hopefully it's like, really it's, immersive. Yeah, I mean, you look at the fire and everything. I'm looking at this right now. It's it's impressive, man. I, and I'm not just <laughs> saying that. Um, you know, it, it's it's, it's it, you have snow. You have uh, fire with the the lightning. Uh, the lightning you know, it's yeah, it's de- yeah. twenty dollars definitely fair, hundred right, well, percent. Really, and I'm not it. just saying that. I'm not just <laughs> not just saying that. But like, uh, I'm gonna I'll share it on my Twitter. Um, uh, and you do have it looks like you do have some type of big bosses or some whatever this orger guy thing. But um, yeah, man, this is uh, this is a game that. Um, Looks uh, definitely impressive. Uh, I saw it. And I saw. I saw the first one, but I, I just saw the. I, I guess part of the problem was is I didn't see all the things through the four hours. But I just watched the latest one, the one that's like I said, four K sixty, and it's a uh, minute and thirty four uh, from May twenty sixth. And like I said, man, this it's it's impressive. You you definitely uh, did some good work here, and uh, very cool. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You're that. a su- you're a super nice guy too. So I really uh <laughs> no honestly, uh you you know you, you are a nice guy and you're humble and you you know you seem like um just really want to do well. So uh you know you got my backing. Um when the game comes out, I'll definitely be pushing your game too. Uh you know. And uh, who knows, like I said, uh you, we might be getting two more sequels if everything goes well, right? Yeah, that'd be the hope. I, you know, I think uh, if it doesn't happen, based on you know when you guys play, you'll probably be pretty disappointed because you'll be missing out on a whole bunch of stuff. So hopefully, so you have in your head a road a road plan, or you have a, a what you want to do further out. Like as far as like when it gets to the third one, you probably have the most ambitious ideas are, are out are, are further yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, huge part of. Um, kind of to your question earlier is like wanting to make sure I could finish it was to, I I had a story I really liked. And so I just chopped it into three pieces right away, knowing Mm -hmm. that that would make it more achievable. Um, So I know, I know pretty much all the way through where, where it's headed and uh, obviously more detail in this game, but it's, I'm really excited about it and I really hope that it all works out so I can, I can tell the whole story because it's, it's a little different. I think it's different. I think, I think people will like it. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't spoil anything. Now, um, switching gears, uh, uh, you said you're an Xbox fan overall, uh, like where you're a, a, an Xbox guy, kind of? Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I mean, I, Nintendo's been around forever, so like mm. that's there, but you know, I had the original Xbox, I got it with Halo, you know, so I started right, right at the beginning with it, and and that's been the kit that I've always bought first and, and all that kind of stuff so right yeah. same with me i was uh i remember the first game i played on or one of the first games was halo and i was completely blown away uh what is your take overall with with microsoft now uh, have you been impressed with uh the barrage of news that they've yeah. been pushing out with bethesda and everything um you know I, I i'm sure you remember when there was the no games uh, yeah. meme and to where they are now how do you feel about where where they are and what they're doing i i am i am so for the direction that they're headed i think um i think it's it's just perfect you know they phil has done an amazing job changing the direction of kind of the xbox studio in general and then i think satya with microsoft just sort of mm-hmm. 
the the intent that they've gone for over where things were has changed the mentality of the studios and i think it's just going to keep getting better and better as we go you know the the core concept of sort of giving access to games to more people and yeah. not worrying about what that means you know they they've stopped playing the game against sony and they've started just trying to give people things that they want and i think that's the best way for any business to act like competition's good and but like all you know tide rises all ships or whatever and so it's they're what they're doing for gaming is going to make everyone everything better and so and that's just going to inevitably make microsoft better also and um i couldn't be more like happier with the direction they've taken and i'm for that alone, I'm excited to be kind of part of the family, as it were. Right. And uh, I think it's just going to, yeah, it's just going to keep getting better, I think. So, same. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they're great. in a kind of a sweet spot of like what they're actually, because I hear about like uh, Crunch a lot. I even heard on uh, David Jaffe, who made, uh, made God of War mm-hmm. Metal and uh, just a Metal. He had the one of the devs from Days Gone or Sony Ben that left. Um, and I mentioned something kind of like kind of rubbed me the wrong way of where he was saying like crunch is like uh, to necessity. And I'm like, that's where I just if you're I get people I get when studios say, hey, like CD Project Red, we got a crunch to make the, the holiday season. Otherwise, we're going to miss it and then not make this money. But you kind of hear you see other studios kind of crunch. Uh, I, th- I think we heard about it from like The Last of Us, but they released yeah. it in the spring after what there's to crunch or meet a deadline for because there's not a holiday season you're gonna miss um but that's why i think game pass is going to be great because there's not the games are always going to be there so that barrier mm. of entry of like hey you're going to miss they only you know people only have a certain amount of spin for the holidays so if you miss out well you know they're not going to be probably buying your game in early january they already spent all that money um but that's where game pass i think comes in you know that barrier to entry you know, let me try this game or, you know, okay, I'll keep that $10, $15 subscription on there because, you know, your lizard brain kind of kicks in of like, that's, yeah. it's not very much and like, oh, these games are free. But it, I think it's just going to be making it a lot easier because then they can tell their devs and you've kind of seen it. Push, push back Halo. We don't need it for the launch of this mm-hmm. console. Um, you, there's no reason to crunch. Just make sure your game's quality because as long as it's quality, it's going to make, you know, Game Pass even more profitable for us um so i think that's it's gonna if anything that solves the whole crunch thing because it's the barrier to entry is gone people are going to keep subbing you keep this revenue of uh profit or revenue of money coming in and i don't know yeah i I think it'll it'll help in some cases it'll be it'll be tough for the biggest games because they'll they'll have you know they'll always have plans on top of plans on top of plans mm-hmm. and it's hard to move them you know like i think um with the xbox push we were seeing a lot of the like was it mountain dew i, I forget who but like with these like <laughs> these keys that were like expiring before the game came out because that that whole thing had already like started and then the game mm-hmm. got pushed <laughs> it was like too late yeah uh to stop it so like it, it's gonna be it's always gonna be tough for the big games i don't you know, there's there's always like a, a way to do it without crunch, and and that comes that's always like a management thing. Generally, like needing to plan and properly scope and stuff, and 
and not letting and then like also listening to the team when they say like this timeline is irresponsible uh Mm -hmm. you have to change it now it's it's two years from now but change it like it's not going to make it um and so that's always going to come into play but yeah i i i would hope that you're right and that that really helps kind of the community in general not need to See, my sort of take chain to the desk. Yeah, you know, I, I obviously was always tied into that. Uh, you know, that holiday. Um, you know, uh, that holiday entry point where they wanted their games. But I think, I think if you take an example for like Cyberpunk, and and they were obviously a big part of the crunch, and there was a lot of talk about them. If they had waited, let's say six or eight months, um, or even did what Halo did, I honestly feel that they would have. They would have. Uh, uh, they they took a big hit with this game, yeah. um, and they would have really fixed their all their problems that they're having now. So, you know, I just think that you know, um, obviously this 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 uh, the industry is the way it is, and certain things need to be met, and there's deadlines. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like with like when you look at with Outriders and stuff, it's not like it used to be totally where I think if you like release a game in the middle of nowhere, especially if you're a big game like cyberpunk that you could definitely make your money back. It doesn't always have to be in that uh, window of exclusivity for the holidays. Obviously I know that they want that, but you look at like the last of us, uh, you know, and the last of us two, they, they were supposed to make deadlines uncharted and they end up being successful. So I think, I think, um, these big companies should should definitely take that in consideration. Just look at the whole cyberpunk, uh, you know, yeah. situation and yeah. take it from there. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, theoretically, you could release Halo any day, right? And it becomes a holiday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, the multiplayer, the biggest one of the biggest components of it is free to play. So it's going to be the multiplayer is going to be free anyway. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully were, were you surprised by the uh, when what was I know that you can't really talk much on it, um, but like when when you saw the the uh, the reaction to the demo and um, you know uh, and the delay, uh, what was your take on that whole thing? Did you feel bad for people eternally on the team because you've been close with them? Um, and how was your take on that? If you could speak on any of that. Yeah, I'll I'll try to touch a little bit. I was still there when um, for that e, that E three sh- or that show, and it's you know it's always uh, you know with a studio like that or any studio probably everybody there's a sort of spectrum of who kind of thinks it's going to go one way or the other. So, and I was sort of in the middle. I kind of I saw some of the problems and saw some of the good stuff, and mm. and hope and hope the reaction would be good because you know we it's hard to to know sometimes because we're so close to it like. Yes. You know, all I see is the problems. And so maybe nobody will see the problems because everyone's just excited for it. And and in mm-hmm. this case, people noticed some of the problems and that's fine. That's just part of development. It's never done until we ship it and then it's still not done. And um, But, you know, it's always unfortunate. Like we don't want to disappoint fans ever. And so when people are having a bad reaction, it always feels bad because we're kind of like letting someone down in a way. Right. And, um when it gets kind of nasty it gets not so fun especially for directly for the people who are like working on that cinematic or that moment or whatever Mm -hmm. um but you know i i'm glad that they made the choice they did i think they obviously made the right choice to push it back and and it it helped to get that feedback because otherwise they wouldn't have right they 
you know, they were thinking it was in a state and the fans told them that they were wrong about that. And then mm-hmm. they, and then they, so they corrected for it and that, you know, it's hard to beat that. Um, I think it was smart to, for them also to go the full year. I think that yeah. like when they're talking about six months, they probably could have done it maybe in six months. Obviously, I don't know, but I would think that they could probably. But to, to give themselves that year is just the right amount of time, uh, yeah. you know, so they can you don't have to, you know. And, and I th- I think that the find an Xbox or a PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. had I had talked to some people, and the thing is, is that the, the silver lining in it a little bit. Um, like I talked to some people at Xbox that said, looking at it, you know, they would have felt bad releasing a game like that and then people couldn't play it on the new systems, you know, because it's impossible to get, for a lot of people, the Xbox series, uh, either S or X, but um, hopefully by then, even, (laughs) we might still have shortages till then, but um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I'm a big Halo guy. I mean, I like... I love I love the series and thank you for the work that you've done. I, I was a fan of, uh, you know, I was a big fan of Halo Five, the multiplayer, the the story. I wasn't super in, uh, you know, I had a little yeah. problems there, but you know, I still play that game. I played that game twice and it's still an awesome game. And I, I was a big fan of Four, uh, in the series. I, I would say Three was my favorite, Two or Three was my favorite. But yeah. uh, I'm hoping Halo can really come back and. Uh, do its thing yeah the year the full year is really the right way to go i think the opposite of that is what cd project red was doing and i really feel for those devs because you know like mm-hmm. it's so hard to say like okay we're gonna give you one more week and then at the end of that week say <laughs> okay we're gonna give you a couple more days it's just like you know you you go okay i have a week so i'm gonna make these decisions i'm gonna cut these corners to make it and then they go ah just kidding you have three more days and it's like now it's all broken like i i already did it the wrong way i can't go back um it'll cost me twice the time so it's so it's they made the absolute right choice to say Mm. we gotta fix it take the big chunk of time and and be able to plan yeah it's great yeah Mm-hmm. I still don't think you can buy that game digitally on the PlayStation. You can't. You can't buy it on PlayStation right now. Still, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, you know, there, there. I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's sad because CD Projekt Red was, they were like the the poster child for independent independent gamers that were oh, no. pushing out quality and and listening to feedback and. Uh, yeah, it was just an unfortunate situation, and the, I think they'll learn from it and they'll come back better. I mean, I'm I haven't touched the game because of the the bugs, but I have the game uh, purchased, and uh, I'm gonna wait for the enhancement, and hopefully it comes whenever it comes. I'll wait for it, but I'm still looking forward to playing it um, for myself personally. Uh, but you know, that was a crazy situation for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to play it. I kind of, I, just, I was seeing the reports as they were coming in, kind of right at launch, and I was like, "Oh wait, I've got enough going on." <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to it. Otherwise, right. yeah, people who played it, aside from the bugs and stuff that they always bring up, but they they, they say it's awesome. So I mean, I, they, they, obviously the game, uh, you know, had its problem, but obviously there's, there's obviously a lot of good to it too. So. Maybe it can make it come back when they do the enhancements and they come back with the version, get it back on the store for PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Now, Joe, I was curious because we've seen a lot of 
uh, studios, especially the larger ones, been they've been really affected by the pandemic over the past year. Uh, being a, a solo developer, a, a one-man studio, if you will, um, <laughs> has the current situation affected your game or like you being able to do what you're doing, whether it be like game development or like any kind of... I, I know you don't do uh, like the marketing yourself, but like ha- ha- have you been affected in a lot of ways from it? Um, you know, I mean, honestly, and it's kind of weird to say, like, I the pandemic situation has probably made the game more realistic uh, to be launched than it would have been otherwise. I think um, the initial delay of E3 because of it is what allowed me to be in that, even though I was only in like for five seconds in the pre-show uh, in the in that montage, like that wouldn't have been ready for that otherwise. Um, it. You know, the work from home when I was at three for three gave me two extra hours a day just about to kind of work on Song of Iron. So that really kind of gave me the time in a way, you know, I was bunkered up. So I just worked on the game a ton. And um, and so, yeah, in a weird way, it's been a good thing because, you know, I've got nowhere to go. And so I just sit at my computer most of the time and uh, work on the game. Yeah, but you know, I think games in general have kind of gone. Obviously, everybody we've talked, it's been talked about a bunch, but like games have just gone crazy during this because that's people are at home, and so that's gone up and flourished. And mm-hmm. I think with that is the interest in what's coming next. And so uh, you know, I a large part of that is you know helps me out, obviously. And uh, yeah, but what games have you been playing while you're at home? I uh, see the. I haven't played too much of the new stuff. I did put. Uh, like a good hundred and something hours into Valheim when that came out and was like really going. And then I beat, I did every single thing possible in it. And, uh, and I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for more while I just keep building some castle out on some Island. But um, I, you know, it's tough because I I'm trying not to get involved in anything big except for that. When I got, when I slid into that on accident. Uh, and so I've been playing kind of the old stuff like rock the league. I play league of legends still. Um, and some other games that I just kind of can go back to for a quick hour or 20 minutes or something and, and then get back to work. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of good stuff right now. And I'd like, I'm very excited to get done, like finished with this so I can take like a month off and catch up, just purely catch up on stuff. Um, I tried fall in order for a little bit and I actually couldn't get into it, uh, unfortunately, but, uh, but yeah, it's been like all these like old kind of go-tos for me for a while. Now, <clears throat> earlier we were all talking about the the industry. I'm just you say your game is not appearing in Game Pass, correct? Um, yeah, what, right now it's not in Game. Pass. We have okay, to we have um, to bug Xbox for that century. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, well, I guess which word is why I guess I'm beating that drum right now for him. <laughs> um, my question: What it like being now an actual independent developer, but also working for corporate developers? Uh, what was your, like, what is your honest opinion on Game Pass if you're allowed to give it, you know, as a developer or somebody who worked for a developer? I mean, there is, everybody has an opinion on Game Pass. Um, I'm always curious to hear um, people who actually, you know, have a potential of putting a product in Game Pass on what their opinion is on the actual service itself. Yeah, I mean, I think... um... At a surface level, I think it's awesome. It it follows exactly what Microsoft's saying it wants to do, which is give access to more 
gamers give more games to more gamers blah 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 i think from that perspective it's obviously doing it i don't have a contract to like look at so i don't know the benefit directly that it would be for me per se but everything i've ever read about it or seen uh, is that you know while it might seem like you're putting a ceiling on your success because you'll only get whatever that contract is and then you could you know all the games are free, but it seems like the reality is, is that it's a massive marketing push and more people talk about your game and then they'll either go buy it or people who don't have Xbox will go to PC to get it. Yeah. You know, and so on and so on. And so, I mean, I don't know what happens when the market saturation is like way higher in game pass, but um, from everything I can tell right now, it's only a good thing to be part of, be part of it. So this goes with your your theory, Tim Dog, that Game Pass actually helps sells games. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that for overall, I mean, uh, that's what they say. Or definitely has more eyes on it. Uh, people will play it more. Like he, he, you know, um, the way he explained it was exactly what you know goes on. I mean, for the big titles like, uh, let's say Halo um, or their their titles. I don't I don't know if it would you know if you would if you could draw a comparison, but um, they they're banking on that service. Uh, payment of whatever fifteen dollars a month. That's this is a model that they're building, and um, it's just like it just seems to be working right now. And uh, maybe in the future problems will arise, but uh, it's full blast. And uh, you know, you look at Outriders' a success uh, day one, and it was still the top paid uh, you know game, and on on the storefront was crazy because you figured. Nobody would be buying the game, but you know, listen. I mean, for me, for me personally, I kind of like to own the game, so I'll either get like I'll get Gears Five on a, a discount, or wait for it to come to gold, or you know, or I'll, I'll you know, I bought the show just because I know that 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 might only be on the. the hey, I bought Outriders. Was... I'll throw that out there. I bought yeah. Outriders. So I mean, it just works. Uh, people. Dismiss yeah. that people actually buy games still, but still people there's still people that do buy games, and there's still people who also buy games physically too. So um, even though that that's going down and down, um, you know, it's it, I just uh, I think Game Pass was honestly a big part of getting Xbox back on its feet when there yeah. was that time where it was just like. I mean, I remember it. I remember being at E3, and I remember even hearing things like, you know, things that you wouldn't want to hear, like, you know, uh, and, you know, rumors, and, you know, this would be only a certain way, and, you know, there's no expansion. And now it's like you wake up uh, every Tuesday, Monday morning, and you're, like, looking at, at Xbox Wire because you think Xbox bought another thing. They're on the verge of buying Discord and, doing crazy things I, I and from what i'm hearing uh, they're not stopping so it's going to be an interesting year yeah i think um with stuff like halo and their big titles they're not they're not going to be looking at them in the same way anymore you know they don't care how much halo sells they're right. going to be looking for you know four million more uh game pass subscribers way more right. than they're going to care about you know five million ten million copies of halo being sold um so yeah it's like it's hard to understand almost because it's like we ha you have to change your entire mentality of what they want you know and how to rate them with their success it's going to be different 
hundred percent. Yeah, they they look at the analytics. They look at the people playing. They look at the uptick in Game Pass subscribers. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think uh, when Halo comes out, you, you're going to see a big uptick yeah. in you know in, in Game Pass. Yeah, and it's also it's giving access. You know, with uh, XCloud, it's going to get Game Pass is going to give access to markets that are beyond true. you know the consoles and stuff. And you know. Yeah, so it's going to be awesome. It's going to be. It's just going to keep getting crazier and crazier. I think <laughs> from um, what we're used to. Yeah, I've always kind of like had this um, at least opinion that I hold on to that the culture over at Xbox, I feel is more supportive uh, to independent developers and the creativity that they have. I mean, let's look at Sea of Thieves, um, Grounded, um, other games that have just completely, you know. Uh, didn't really fit no rhyme or reason uh, to any kind of cookie cutter style game, but they have definitely uh, became their own niche and genres. Um, so how would like, what would you feel about the culture of independent game developers at Xbox? Cause you even said Xbox reached out to you uh, to put this game on uh, the console. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as I can tell, and like, you know, I don't have, I don't have Sony or Nintendo to compare it to, but, I mean, ID at Xbox, just looking at the numbers that they announce, you know, they're talking, they've done like 2000 games in the last five years or something crazy, you know, like, and so, I mean, that alone tells me that they're interested in it. And then because mm. they're reaching out also, and they're going after games that they think are like going to be interesting and good, good on the platform, then, I mean, that's just great to me. Uh, obviously it's great for me because it worked out in my case, but like, as a gamer too, I'm really excited about it because that's where we're getting 12 minutes and we're getting some of these other kind of kooky, you'd never really think of this coming to, you know, as a big game, but it, it's turning into them. And um, yeah, I just hope it keeps opening more doors for more people. Hmm. But yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't be happier about it, honestly. Yeah, totally. Now, I'm curious um, for your, obviously you're a, a one-man crew for the most part. Um, why the uh, the name Escape for your studio name? Sure. I uh, well, so funny story. Escape is going to have to go away. Uh, oh, my lawyer, my lawyer found that there is like an Escape Studio somewhere in uh, Europe, I think, and so. Uh, I'm, I just filed for my trademark for my new, my new name. Uh, hopefully that makes it through. Um, escape was, I mean, I'll still explain it. Escape was meant to be kind of like, you could kind of take it your own way. Like I wasn't escaping AAA or something. It was sort of more like, uh, games are an escape and you can go there and not worry about your day or whatever. Um, but I, I loved it was such a great name without you just escape and you just kind of take it however you want. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, I had to drop it and I've got something that's fine. But, you know, it's not as as I don't like it as much. But that's it's always going to happen. I think when you've got a <laughs> when you've got to give up something you're already set on. But um, I guess I guess there's no reason not to say it. it's going to the new name is Resting Relic. Um, I, I, imagine, I imagine the master sword like sitting in a field is basically where I came up with that. <laughs> hey man, just to put it out there, it has it has a nice roll off the tongue. Does. I mean, dude. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get it all official and get a logo and stuff together. But yeah, I was like looking at old games, like I need something cool and gamey. Resting you, got, you gotta make sure it's not taken either. 
yeah, we already filed for trademark on this one. So I was, okay. I, was okay. I, I played, I played safer this time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like it. Come out and say yeah. you were inspired by the Master Sword. Try to take it from. <laughs> yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I, I looked at Nintendo once, and now everything I've done is owned by Nintendo. Yeah, chat. What do you think about that name, Resting Relic? Yeah. I kind of like it personally. Yeah, but it's good. It's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no, totally. Uh, Centurion, you got any more uh, questions to ask, Joe? Well, um, man, I, I he already told us that he hasn't really been able to play very much. How about when you're done with this game? What is the first game you want to pick up and play? Oh man, that's a good question, actually. Uh, oof. maybe by then Cyberpunk has been fixed. That would be great. I would love that because I really was looking forward to it. Um, there was that. I'm going to totally butcher the. I forget the name. It's some ninja game where you're parkouring all crazy through some cyber city. Uh, uh Ghost uh, Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner. Yeah, I really want to check that out. I've heard such good things. Dude, that game's uh, fun. Re- play that game on a sound system. There's some really good dubstep in the uh, background. Awesome. Yeah, I that one, you know, really caught my eye. So I'm really excited to, to check that one out. Um, other than that, that's a good question. Like, I, I like haven't even been keeping up. It's sort of becoming more and more of a of a dark tunnel in my room <laughs> trying to get to the end. And uh, it's going to be great to to see what's out there. Um, honestly, I want to play Falconeer, too. Um, mm-hmm. to, a, to support if i bought it already when when it launched uh or another solo indie dev like myself but uh i think uh, there's it looks really fun uh so well in that case that game uh didn't come out on game pass at launch but then a few months later it came out i believe on game pass yeah yeah it came out a couple months later all right yeah i I just, I'm very curious. Um, this will probably be my last question. Uh, in, in the game, do we get to drink any mead? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I don't. But that, it feels like something that should be done. Maybe that'll be one of the, uh, one of the hidden achievements or something. We can find you. Uh, find the mead. <laughs> well, you know, thinking Vikings, you know, whatever yeah, uh, yeah. beer, mead, whatever it may be. You know, they drink. They were uh, pretty heavy drinkers, from what I was to understand. Yeah, I'm sure I could get a horned uh, goblet in here somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sounds sounds good, Joe. Um, Well, I think on that note, we don't want to uh, tire out too much, Joe. But I think on that note, we'll start to uh, close off tonight's show. And you know what? I got to say, we've had a lot of fun uh, talking with you, Joe. It's been very insightful and a... Just, uh, you know, it's a very interesting look at an uh, upcoming uh, Xbox game uh, very, very soon from the sounds of it. And I got to say also to everyone that tuned in tonight, thank you for stopping by and joining in the chat. Uh, You've all been very lively. Uh, If you haven't done so already, then hey, consider dropping a like and sharing this episode out all over social media. Again, we got all kinds of people here in the chat very excited over uh, your new game joe it's uh you know we got a dedicated base here um again joe we we really do appreciate you taking the time to come and chat with us we're all looking forward to the release of song of iron hopefully this sometime this summer uh where can our listeners um uh follow you and you know where can they learn more about your game 
Sure. I well, first, thank you for having me. I, I really had a blast uh, talking about games in general and Song of Iron. It's, it was really fun. Um, you can find me at Twitter is my most common kind of updated place, which is just at Song of Iron. Um, and then songofiron.com will link you to anywhere else that you want to follow me. Uh, and if you're a Steam person, feel free to wishlist the game. Otherwise, more Xbox news coming when it comes, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Twitter Twitter for like a weekly update, pretty much. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, we look forward to uh, seeing some new gameplay, hopefully sometime soon. Can't wait. Yeah, I try to, I try to share little bits kind of mm-hmm. every week um, of new stuff, so... Without giving away too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've seen those little uh, dev posts you've uh, you know put on your YouTube and whatnot, and those little uh, animated uh, gifs that you've uh, that are put yeah. on your Twitter too. So that's you know that's uh, fantastic. But you know, a very insightful chat, and we we gotta have you back at some point. Uh, maybe close. please. Mm-hmm. All right, you got it, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now, uh, let, let's get to the, uh, TXR panel here. Uh, Tim, buddy. Hey, uh, great chat with Joe tonight. Uh, where can everybody find you at? Yeah, Joe, Joe. Awesome. Awesome show. Thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, look forward to the game. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, xcloud, Tim dog. Um, and, uh, let's get this show when it's gonna, uh, when it's done, I want to send it out a uh, really good show. Thanks, um, for everything. Mm-hmm. My sentiments exactly. Uh, Eric Shockley, buddy, uh, hey, some uh, really interesting uh, questions you asked Joe there. Uh, where can people follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on our Xbox Live. And thanks for stopping by. Thanks for uh, Joe for the interview. That definitely was the one of the. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago when the when they had the uh, live stream. That was one of the few like big like standouts that we mentioned. So. Definitely caught a lot of people's eyes, so hopefully, uh, good or hopefully success for for the game when it drops. So looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. Yeah, that's right. And Centurion, buddy, hey, good show, pal. Where can everybody find you? Yes, absolutely. It was awesome show. Uh, thank you to our guests for joining us. Uh, it was really enjoyable to get to know you, the game you're working on, the games you love to play. Um, thank you to everybody in the chat for joining us. Uh, for those interested in following me, you can find me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox, Twitter. Uh, you could also find me right here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast, and you can also find me every Saturday night on the Shop Podcast. Good stuff. And to round this sucker out, I'm Invader, and you guys can find me on my YouTube channel at Invader Gaming. I'm also on a variety of different tech platforms, such as Mines, uh, so you can check me out there. Fellas, great show tonight, and we're already looking forward to next Sunday. Have a good night, everyone, and uh, take care, Joe. Thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me. See ya.